Welcome in to the New Orleans Saints podcast, hosted by Aaron Summers and John DeShazier. You'll hear from players, coaches, broadcasters, and writers who cover the team on a daily basis. The New Orleans Saints podcast starts right now. Here's your hosts, Aaron Summers and John DeShazier. Welcome into the New Orleans Saints podcast. I'm Aaron Summers, joined by John DeShazer. We are just days away from the Saints game at Foxborough. They'll play in Gillette Stadium against the Patriots, 12 o'clock Central. And we're really looking for a win. It's going to be tough coming off two straight losses and going up against a Patriots squad that's coming off their worst loss under Bill Belichick, 28-3 to the Cowboys. That's something that's come up a lot this week from the players, is just how difficult it is to prepare for a Belichick team. Why is that? Well, because he's so cerebral, especially defensively. Uh, I don't know about their offense. Now, the numbers look bad because they lost the last game 38-3, to so the numbers don't look good for either unit, really. Uh, but defensively, that's where he's made his bones. He's, he's won 299 games in the NFL, which is, which is, when you think about it, is ridiculous. That's a lot of winning. And he's basically been a defensive guru if you go all the way back to the years with Bill Parcells, head coach, and he was coaching linebackers and defensive coordinator, I think, with the Giants, uh, with Lawrence Taylor. You know, you go all the way back to that, and, you know, he's just been a guy who's been able – to figure out how to win NFL games. And I, I think it was – I think Coach Dennis Allen said it best today. It's not that you can you can detect a tendency with New England because they change what they do defensively week to week. Mm-hmm. So you can't, like, look at week three and say, okay, we got something. I mean, they've, they've changed according to the team they're playing, and they fit it. Now, it didn't fit so well last week against Dallas, and hopefully it won't fit Sunday against the Saints. Mm-hmm. But they figure out how you how to do what they want to do defensively against what you want to do offensively. Yeah, we can go ahead and listen to what head coach Dennis Allen said Friday's press conference. You know, as much as anything, when you watch them, you know, they're, they're very fundamentally sound um, in everything that they do. And, you know, they, they play a multitude of, of, of players in a lot of different positions, so they make some things difficult on you in terms of identifying the defensive personnel package that's out there. And, you know, each week it's a, it's a, it's a, new, uh, a new look, you know, and so it's kind of hard to go through and, you know, see what they do, you know, from week to week, you know, how they're going to, you know, look at us and how they're going to plan us, I, I think. Uh, a lot of times you can go and you can look at a scheme and you can say, okay, this is how, this is what they're going to do, and this is what we really expect for them to do against us. And, and yet, um, you know, each and every week it kind of changes with them. So uh, that makes it that makes it tough. I, I, you know, got a lot of respect for him in terms of, you know, his 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 defensive mindset, you know, as well as his his you know just overall knowledge of the game. Patriots head coach Bill Belichick did have some really good things to say about the Saints this week as they're preparing for the game Sunday. You know, offensively, um, you know, starts the offensive line. You know, a lot of a lot of good players up there. Um, you know, four number one picks um, at New Orleans, and you know, Hurst and you know McCoy, uh, you know, second round pick out of AM. So you know, a lot a lot of good players up there. They have good depth. Um, you know, a good pass blocking team and. Um, and a good run blocking team, but they're you know very good throwing the ball. Um, 
you know, explosive players at all the skill positions. I mean, starting with Kamara, you know, got him back last week and got on the ball. Um, you know, Lave, Johnson, you know, obviously Thomas, you know, skies are all a problem. Um, Shahid, you know, Miller, I mean, they've got a lot of, you know, a lot of good players. And then Hill's a, you know, versatile guy for him that they, you know, just kind of touch the ball five, five to ten times a game. Uh, at various positions, um, hard to know exactly where that's going to be, uh, but that's their whole offense. They move people around and you have multiple personnel groups, multiple uh, formations, and you know it's give you a lot to prepare for defensively. Um, you know their defense is you know kind of rebuilt on the defensive line. You know they have signed a few players, um, you know in recent years as UFAs and drafted Breeze and um, Foskey. You know, this year to put in there, uh, but you know, guys have added like Shepard and Granderson. You know, to go with um, you know Jordan. Um, you know, it's a good defensive line, very experienced. You know, Jordan's one of the you know, players I have the most respect for in the league. Um, he's been a great player. You know, long time, very durable. Um, whatever it was, 170 some straight games he played. Uh, but this guy shows up, you know, every week and. And plays well, run, pass, situational football, really smart player. Um, you know, this guy's a this guy's a great player. Um, they have good speed at linebacker, you know, with Davis and Werner and, and their secondaries of you know, very aggressive secondary. Like Dennis has always had there. Um, you know, and um, Taylor, you know, has come in there for uh Adebo, well, on, on some of the early downs and um, and so, you know, they've had good good production. Lattimore obviously is, you know, one of the top corners in the league. And, um, you know, a lot of experience in secondary, uh, even though they lost May, you know, bring Abram in. And certainly Matthews, you know, a guy that's got, you know, a ton of experience, savvy and anticipation back there. So, um, you know, a solid group. They do a lot defensively. They have a lot of scheme um, to prepare for, uh, you know, and a lot of good players. And then kicking game. Uh, you know, Darren, so this is um, you know, a long time we've competed against him, going back to all his years at Miami. And then, um, you know, going back to 21, you know, we played him there. But, you know, Shahid, they got you know, a good return game. They're a good rush team, punting field goals, um, really good in those areas. Um, you know, two new kickers, or kicker and punter, a um, little different. Uh, some of the punt things they do, it'll a little bit like the college game. So. Uh, it'd be a little, little bit new for us there, uh, you know, with Headley, um, but you know, really solid group, you know, led by Gray. He's you know one of the top, top players in the league. Um, absolutely have to block him, account for him to have any chance of, you know, return on punts or kickoffs. Um, you know, as good as anybody we play, and um, so that'd be a, you know, be a big matchup for us there too. But um, you know, very well balanced team. Uh, they got good players in every every unit, and um, and have got a you know good level of experience. You know certainly Carr has been a you know um, good addition for him there at the quarterback. Um, still have Winston, uh, and Hill gets his snaps back there as well. So um, you know they're good on the deep ball. They've hit the you know both Winston and Carr are good deep ball throwers. So you know it's definitely a you know big point of emphasis this week is you know not allowing explosive plays that they've already hit. Uh, four or five of them, um, which is you know definitely a problem. So, gotta 
you know, got to eliminate those. So you mentioned defensively how good the Patriots are at adjusting. Offensively, where is their biggest threat? Well, I mean, Mac Jones has had a tough season. He's only throwing for like 225 yards a game, and he's got five touchdowns and four interceptions. And, you know, it looks their run game has not been good, only mm-hmm. averaging about 93 yards a game. So the big threat has been the tight end, Hunter Henry. He's got 17 catches, 176 yards, and a couple of touchdowns. And a receiver, but 16 catches for 175 yards and, and a couple of touchdowns. They really hadn't had any big receiving threats. I know Juju Smith Schuster's on that team, but he hadn't had a really productive season. So they've struggled offensively. And if the Saints defense wants to have a get right game, you know, hopefully this will be the get right game. And not that not that last week was a horrible game. You know, 26 points allowed, you know, in what we're accustomed to seeing and, and the three touchdown passes, of course. But this could be one of those really get right, right games if New England's offense continues to struggle. Mm-hmm. There's a lot going on on the Patriots side. They're not playing the way that they would like to play. But. The Saints kind of are in the same boat right now, especially offensively. It seems like it's been a struggle just to find their rhythm. And I think Derek Carr said this several times this week, the consistency, just doing what they need to do on a consistent basis. What would you like to see Sunday that would be the biggest difference there? Really, I I just want to see the offensive and defensive lines play well uh, because that's the foundation of any game, really. But you know, the Saints are going to be better if, if they can protect Derek Carr mm-hmm. and if they can run the ball, and that begins with the offensive line. And I know the the run game guys, especially Alvin Kamara, are frustrated that they have not run the ball more. So if you can get that going, and defensively, uh, I, I they got to get to the <laughs> they got to get to the quarterback. Yeah. They have to get to the quarterback, and not just you know maybe not sack him all the time but you have to affect him you've got to harass him get get him off schedule uh and and hit him a few times even if you can't sack him to get him a little bit fidgety and maybe maybe noticing the pass rush as much as he notices anything if if they can't do those things then it, it's going to be a long a long day in in, in Foxborough and and hopefully the, they can because they know what they need to do mm-hmm. and they're saying the fixes are really small. It's not huge fixes. You know, you can have, you know, you've heard him say a million times, you can have 10 guys do the right thing and one guy not do the right, right. thing. Right. And the, and it just doesn't look good because, you know, the one guy who makes the bust is where the, the, the production comes from, from the other team. So, you know, hopefully offensive line, defensive line, they'll be better there. And, and you know, we heard Pete Carmichael say on Thursday that, They've got to do some things to scheme a little bit better to get their guys open. And so, you know, he talked about, you know, run a little bit more motion. But he's got to, he's got to do some things to make the defense kind of give away what it is they want to do in coverage so that they can take advantage on offense. Yeah, and wide receiver Rashid Shahid said today, offensively for them, it's they have to be where they're supposed to be. So they have to run their routes hard, extremely hard every single rep just to be able to set Derek Carr up as – well as they can so we'll see what adjustments they make going into this game on Sunday get back over 500 I mean we really are only two and two right now yeah two and two one game back in the division but man it it just life feels better I know around the facility when the Saints win it is all Um, of New Orleans (laughs) yeah I mean and when the Saints don't win 
I mean, it can be a miserable time in the facility, and it can be a miserable time around town. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and online, you just don't even want to look because it can be worse than miserable. It can be, <laughs> it can be flaming hot. So you just you kind of stay away from looking at anything online. So you know, Saints get back if they get back in the win column, then all, all I won't say all will be well, but it'll be a lot more pleasant, I know, to come to work and to see them in the locker room. It'll feel better, that's for (laughs) sure. And I know the fans, they're just passionate. We understand that. The players are doing everything that they can. The coaches, they they definitely want to win. It's a lot more fun for them. I mean, and I get fans. I I appreciate them. We love them. They make the the whole thing go round. But look, folks, don't, don't, ever think i hope that you want to win more than the players and the coaches mm. this is their livelihood this is what feeds their families this is what keeps them in the nfl you don't want to win the game more than they do i mean and they're not out there trying to lose i mean i i get you get frustrated but you know they're they're doing what they are and and, and sometimes you got to remember the opponent gets paid too they yeah. get they get paid to figure out what you do on on offense and what you do on defense. So, you know, it's not always just as easy as, you know, when you're running routes on air, when you're running routes against another guy, <laughs> that other guy's been doing some film study and he and he kind of learns your tendencies. Yeah. That's a very good point, JD. Talking some reason <laughs> on a Friday. I love it. Well, somebody that has been Definitely working extremely hard and showing up on Sundays with the absence of cornerback Paulson Adebo is cornerback Isaac Yadam. And we get to talk to him today. So let's head to our interview with Isaac. Isaac, thank you so much for joining us on the New Orleans Saints podcast. Before we really get started, I do want you to say your name, your last name, please, because I'm sure you've heard it many different ways. So let's let's get it straight. They say they kind of... They close. I just sound um, like, all right, all right, but it's the right way. Yeah, them. Your family, what is your, your ancestry, your lineage, that where the name comes from? Both my parents are from there. They came over and had us, so I'm first generation. So you were born here yep. in the States, in Massachusetts, well, Virginia, yep. but then moved to the, the Boston area. You going to have a lot of family there at the game this weekend? A lot of my family's in Virginia, so I have my uh, my brother, my little sister, and my dad and my mom coming. So that's it, really, on the family side. Then uh, I got some friends from college uh, that will be there, but not too much fam because they all in Virginia, so they get a chance to come anytime I play in the DMV area. What team did you grow up a fan of? I grew up a Patriots fan when I was young, okay. but I didn't really, honestly, I didn't really uh, get into football until. Uh, maybe middle school, and then I had to choose a team, and I think that's when the Patriots were like 16-0 and 0 or something like that that year, and I just jumped on a bandwagon. So. <laughs> at least you admit it. <laughs> yeah, yeah I just, that's reasonable. That's, that's all it was because I was living in Virginia at the time, and I was just trying to tell my friends that my team was winning, so that's all it was. Hey, rewind for a second. What was what was the, this whole process journey like for your parents? Because, you know, you were born here, but obviously they weren't. Yeah, um, I was actually talking to somebody yesterday on an interview, like my – my dad came over first, brought over my mom. My mom, she didn't uh, read or write English, so it was really hard for her. Uh, English wasn't my first language. I speak tree. That was my first language. So I learned how to speak English through TV, through school. Like, we taught my mom how to speak English. So it was for sure different, but um, it was a great opportunity, you know what I mean, to uh, 
see things in a different, you know, I have a different heritage going back to Ghana two, three years ago. Uh, I got to see where my family's from. Uh, I don't get to speak my language much because I don't really have nobody to speak it with now. But, like, even when I went back, I was talking to my grandma and the language and all that stuff. So it, it's great to be a part of something different. Which TV shows did you use to to help teach you? Oh, like when I, I don't even, I can't even remember <laughs> anything. Dora, SpongeBob, anything. Just really, just anything. You know, when you were kids, you just watch TV and you just say the stuff they saying, and you know, you just go to school. It's, that's just how you learn, honestly. And, yeah, Barney. Yeah, and I, I, Barney. <laughs> and a lot of like my Span, Hispanic friends growing yeah. up that have the same kind of story. They only sp spoke Spanish and their parents only understood Spanish. They always say the same thing too, is that uh, TV is how they learn how to speak I English. You know, how difficult is that to fit in a world where, you know, it's it's really not your first language? Right, right. They People say that English is the hardest one to learn mm -hmm. or something like that. Uh, people say that, but I don't, I feel like when you're young as a kid, it's super easy. You can, yeah. you can learn three, yeah. four languages as a kid. Yeah. So, um, your sponges then. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't, it wasn't hard for me at all. It was just something that was just second nature. I was speaking English and tree and mixing both of them together at the same time. Well, sometimes I guess the playbook kind of looks like, um, <laughs> right. Yeah. So, right. Especially here. Uh, what's it been like for you? Because, you know, now, now here you are, you know, playing corner for the Saints and, you know, I think the team's got five interceptions. You're, personally responsible responsible for two of them uh, one you got i say in the end zone the rest say at the one mm -hmm. and the other one where you make the deflection and, and marcus may comes up with it uh, what's it been like for you being thrust in pretty much uh when paulson nadebo was out and, and and getting a chance to be a playmaker right uh i think i think through otas and in camp i gained the trust of my teammates so they know that if uh, something ever happens and they, my name is called, I'm be ready. Uh, of course, I'm blessed to be in the, this is my sixth year in the NFL, so I know how to prepare like a pro. Uh, I know how to study like a pro. I know how to be ready like a pro now. It's not like I'm a rookie, so I've had a lot of football experience, so it's nothing new to me. And I just think when it comes to getting the ball, something that we emphasized all offseason, all camp, like creating turnovers, getting the ball, getting our hands on the ball, uh, creating takeaways. So it's just something that we're trying to do. And if we can get two a game, that's great. If we can get one a game, you know, there's there's always uh, so much left out on the table. You know what I mean? Like we can't drop balls. It's, if you count every single ball that you could have caught, you'll lead the league in interceptions every single year. So it's just something that we've been trying to emphasize. I'm sure you know this stat, but I'll say it anyway. Um, league leader in passes defense. Uh, what does that mean to you? Because you've played limited time while right, you to haven't do even it. played as much as a lot <laughs> yeah. of the people here. Right, right. Um, yeah, I mean, I think me and D, me and uh, Tay and yeah. Marshawn are all up there, and honestly, it's just when we like the system that we play in. You know, you're responsible for your man most of the time, and it's just like a challenge. I feel like it's a challenge, and I feel like as a corner, like that's our expectations in the room. Like it's not a surprise to us. Uh, in that room because you know they go on the quarterback going to throw the ball at the receiver at the receiver they going to target you uh, they going to go all across the field and target you so it ain't no surprise to us it's that's what that's just what we've been doing since camp in OTA so it's just going on to the season yeah but is that an adrenaline rush when 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 they make the call and say okay go out there that's your guy yep. it's you and him we're not going to help you right. you got him no nah, not necessarily i mean everybody's a little different for me i just feel like it's a little easier like it's just Technique, technique, yeah. technique. That's all you got to count on. If your technique is right, it ain't a problem. If you're confident in your technique, there's nothing to stress about. Last year, you got here midway through the season. So you've had a little bit of time to really 
get used to the Saints, the way they play defense. How much has that helped you kind of hit the ground running this year? Right. I think I, I think it helped me a lot. And, uh, you know, on special teams, too. I know special teams and a defensive mm-hmm. playbook in the back of my head now. And uh, it's the first time in a while I've been able to get a OTA, a camp, and then be on the same team for the season. So yeah. I feel like uh, all that has got, gotten me really comfortable and I'm able to just uh, – I was able to start something, and now I'm able to just continue to build on it, what I started six months ago last year. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned this is your sixth year in the league, but to finally have that continuity somewhere, how nice is that? Yes, yeah, it's, it's, it's really nice, and it's just like a comfort thing too, you know what I mean? Because, you know, you get to watch film and OTAs, and I think OTAs are so big because we get to, you know, you, you make mistakes and you get to fix them there, you know what I mean? So then when you come into camp, it's all cleaned up, and to be able to go into season with that confidence is, is great. And sometimes, you know, it's the, it's, the, it's the job in the NFL, you know, there's a lot of change happens, but when you have to change teams, when you get into the season, you know, it's not much learning. You kind of just have to learn it and go. You don't get a chance to really learn everybody else's job. So mm-hmm. I think uh, it's just a comfort thing. You get to learn everybody else's job and it helps you play faster. Mentally, how did you withstand all the changes and jumping from different teams and the different cuts or things like that? Right. Um, I mean, it wasn't that hard. It was kind of easy. You know, uh, the first two times I was traded, so that was pretty easy. The second time when I came from Houston here, uh, it was a quick switch, but... Uh, uh, defenses and st- playbooks has is, is never been something that's been hard for me to learn. So uh, I actually am thankful that I got to play in so many different systems because I feel like I can play, you know, in any – I can play zone, I can play man, I can play in any system because I've done it all for so many different coaches. All right, six years in the NFL, and this, I believe, is your first NFL game in Gillette? Right, yep, yeah. never played in Gillette, yeah. never Great played against Patriots. Great research by J-Mac. Now, yeah. <laughs> now – so, but you had, but you had a high school game there. I did. Yo. What do you remember about that game? Man, we we won a state championship there, <laughs> yo, in December of I think thirteen. And me and my buddies, when we go home, we still talk about it. We still got our rings from that. And like I came from an inner city school, I think we never won a state championship in any sport. And we have about six high schools, I think, in our inner city. So, uh, it, I mean, it was like a huge accomplishment then, and like uh, it's still a huge accomplishment for me now. And I never. I think. I think my jersey still because they take uh, the jerseys from each game and they put it in the Patriots Hall of Fame. I think mm-hmm. for all the high school jerseys. So I think that still might be there. But uh, that was a unbelievable moment uh, walking away with the win. And I've only every time I played there in high school or in college, I only won in Gillette. So I'm looking forward to going there Sunday and doing the same thing. I was about to say we need to keep that going. So yep. so from the euphoria of that night, winning the state championship and, and all those accolades and you know playing at Boston College, did you see an NFL future? Um when I was in high school I wasn't really I, I wasn't really looking that far. I was just so uh hyped and amazed that I made it to the D one level. So it was all B C but towards the uh end of my career at Boston College and when I got a chance to play at Gillette it was always a dream of mine and playing at Gillette was like okay I want to do this one day I want to be here one day so I'm super blessed and super excited to go back and be able to do that. I think Joe Woods said one of the things that impressed him the most about you was that you know when you were at the Senior Bowl um, there was a receiver I can't remember his name but you know apparently he was cooking everybody and you just said I got him. You know, do you remember yeah. that moment and 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 do you where did that confidence come from? Right, and uh, I do remember that. And who was the receiver? DJ DJ Chark. Okay. Yeah, he, right. he was fast. He, that's he was exactly good. who he said it was. Yeah, uh, now, he was, now he was now killing us. Yeah. Yeah, he was he had a game. He had a game, but um, 
we uh, we was having kind of some trouble uh, guarding him, and uh, we made some changes on the sideline and. Like all throughout practice uh, that whole entire week, I just because I was a guy that wasn't even supposed to be at the Senior Bowl, I was never on the watch list. Um, I know Mike Mayock at the time was running the Senior Bowl. He went to BC, mm-hmm. and uh, he got me into the Senior Bowl. So, you know, I, I wasn't nervous to go. I, I was really confident when I was out. I, was, I had a lot of confidence when I was out there and in the game. I was doing my thing, and I know we were struggling there. So I was like, "Hey, coach." Let me go. Let me go out there and get him. Let me see what I can do. But I knew what I could do, so yeah. I went out there and did my thing, and uh, that's why I think I ended up with Joe and him in Denver. That's right, because the, the Broncos mm-hmm. were the people who drafted you. Right. Yeah. How cool is it to be back with Joe Woods here? Yeah, it's really cool. Him and uh, Coach Mark Rob. Uh, I started off my career with them, mm-hmm. and they coached me so hard when I was young. You know, they didn't let me get away with nothing, and uh, it's still things that I use now and being able to be back with them, know how they coach, know the way they want things. Uh, it's like being it's like being a rookie again. So um, I'm happy to be back with them, and I think it's helping me a lot. Yeah, JT Gray said that Coach Woods is kind of an old-school guy. Have you seen his style change at all, or is he? Nope, he's still the same. They both <laughs> still the same uh, coaches. They still coach the same way. They want it done a certain way, and it worked most of the time. So yeah. they're still the same people. From high school, your only D1 offer was Boston College. Right, I had a, a my big only. I only had two big big schools: Virginia Tech and Boston College, okay. and they came a day after each other. And I visited Boston College that Saturday, and that that Wednesday after they called me, they're like, "Oh, are you gonna commit?" And I said, "Yeah," and I just kind of stuck from there, and I didn't even realize I was committing, but I was committing. <laughs> I didn't uncommit. Hey, what's it like because you're a special teams guy? Also, what's it like to to be an NFL gunner? Because it seems to be like a pretty I guess reckless position where you kind of you know you really got to throw your body around. Right, for sure. It's 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 a hard position. Uh, you got to be fast, but you got to be crafty at the same time. And it's a blessing playing with somebody like JT because it's so many little things that JT teach me, and I'm like I I don't, I don't even realize that I didn't even know that. But um, it's it's for sure a privilege to have some speed because it makes it a lot easier. But at the same time, uh, you got to be able to tackle. You got to be able to know your opponent. You got to be able to you know. When he get down there, play the ball inside the twenty. So uh, it's something that's helped me out in the NFL a lot, and I think it's helped me stay on a couple teams. So it's something that I for sure uh, take pride in. And when I'm not playing on defense, I'm happy that I'm able to go and play gunner. A lot of people don't pay attention a lot to who the specialists are. JT Gray has has made a very good career out of playing that role. What do you think it is that has made him so good? I think it's I think it's one his confidence like at the end of the day that's what it's seems all like about. He's a pretty quiet guy. Right, 100%. He is really quiet, but at the end of the day I don't think I think he knows that nobody can beat him. Like mm-hmm. nobody's going to block him at gunner. Nobody's going to block him on kickoff. That's just the reality of it. So he goes out there with the same mindset. He studies a lot. Like he he knows who's blocking him at all times on kickoff all the time. So uh that makes the game easier for him and he's been doing it for a while. Uh you know, he's getting better and better. He still has uh, a lot left in the tank. So, yeah, I just think it's just his confidence and him just knowing his job at a high level. Going into this game this weekend, I'm sure it is a career milestone to be able to play at that level. Looking back on it, being there in high school and being there in college and now being able to run out of the tunnel at Gillette as a, as a pro, is that just a really full circle moment? Yeah, for sure. Like it, it, it is for sure. Like it's like when I, I remember being young and 
going to a, my first Patriots game and mm-hmm. just looking at these guys like, oh my gosh, like they so big, like, and I was so skinny, like 130 at the time, like, damn, I'm too little, like, how, how do they get so big and stuff like that? And watching like <clears throat> guys like Tom Brady and all this, um, it's crazy to be here right now, especially like from the city I'm from. Like, it's hard to make it out from with sports because. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's not that much talent that comes out of uh, or people overlook it in Massachusetts. So it's kind of hard. But being one of the few that could make it uh, is such a blessing. And it just shows like, you know, all the other kids from my city. I know they're watching all the time that they can do it, too. And it's always possible. So, like I said, when I when usually when I get to every single stadium, when I get to every single game, I, I do a lap around the, every stadium before before I even change. So I'm going to take my lap, take it all in and then put my headphones in and then it's go time. It's football mode. So you grew up watching Tom Brady. You've been able to line up against him, right? Right. He's been in, here. He was in the league so long. Yep. Even last year, facing him with the Bucks. How weird was that? Yeah. Like, like last year, I didn't play much defense, so I just saw him from afar. But I remember, like, even when I was in New York, uh, I'm in a defensive huddle and I'm mm-hmm. looking over, and it's Tom Brady right there breaking it down with Gronk, and I'm like, dang, this is crazy. And mm-hmm. I was playing with Logan Ryan at the time, and I tell Logan Ryan like, "Hey, say what's up to Brady." He's like, "I right, lock in." And we just, <laughs> <laughs> we just like uh, joking and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, everybody knows what he's done in the NFL, and it's it's even Slater like. We've been watching him since we were kids, and now I get a chance to go against, you know, a great special teamer. So, like, it's just a surreal moment, and it's an opportunity. Yeah. So this weekend, the Patriots just traded for J.C. Jackson because they're depleted mm-hmm. in the corner position. How difficult is it for a player to get traded? Because you've joined a team midseason and right. just jump right in and have those kind of expectations. Right. I mean, uh, for him, I think it, I, th- I don't think it's going to be hard for him, especially that he's – uh, been there and uh, during COVID we trained together for a little bit okay. when I was in Boston and I think he's a great player I think he's going to do well I think he's ready to go but um, it's it's hard when you got to learn a different system but it's like a lot that you got to go fast but um, I mean at the end of the day we don't really have school or nothing anymore it's just football is our job so you get a chance to learn the playbook literally if, if you want you can learn the whole entire playbook in three days and you can master it it just takes a lot of effort and a lot of just uh, tuning in and studying it and watching a lot of films so it's they, they make it pretty easy and like when you get traded they move all your stuff for you you know you don't really have to worry about anything other than football so they make it pretty easy for you yeah i know you didn't get the result you wanted sunday but how quick and important is it to flush that you know as soon as possible for sure it's, it's part of playing corner too especially like playing corner you you got to flush out a play the next play um, whether it's good or whether it's bad, you got to flush it out and go on to the next because you can't let good stuff drag on. You can't let bad stuff drag on. And especially uh, after a game, they sit in your stomach kind of weird. But you go back, you watch the film, you figure out what you got to work on, you write it down, the little things you got to work on, uh, and you go out and practice and you fix it and you keep going and try to get a win the next week. Does it really just take three days to learn a playbook? Yeah, probably. it, it could probably take less. Like, I don't know about offense, but on defense, it could probably take less. If you really lock into it, yeah, yeah you can learn it quick. And it's just uh, – but everybody's different. Everybody learns different. But um, it's a lot, but it's not a lot, especially at corner. It's not like you're a linebacker that has to make all these calls. It's, sure. At corner, it's different terminology. It's a lot of the same stuff, though, uh, for every team. It's just, like, different terminology. So, uh, yeah, sometimes it's – if you you could take one day or two days and that's all you're doing all day or you'll learn it. I don't know. You went to Boston College. You might be a little bit smarter than, uh, yeah, than average. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. They do say about that BC degree, but <laughs> hopefully it gets me a long way. Are you settled in New Orleans now? 
yeah, for the most part, I have a place in uh, Garden District. I'm, I, w- I was kind of like a homer, but I'm starting to get around, try different restaurants. Uh, I try different restaurants with Marcus May a lot because he knows the, where the good food is, like that. So um, I'm, I'm getting into it. Anybody recognize you yet? Uh, at the airport. Um, yeah, mainly at the airport, not really outside. But they was they'll say stuff like, "Do you play for the Saints?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Then it will go crazy, want to take a picture and want to hug. And yeah, do you not be, do you say like, "Do you know who I am?" Though? No, nah, not really. I just kind of always, <laughs> I just kind of laugh or act shy and stuff like that. But it's it's all love coming from them. Everybody's super nice, and once they find out you play for the Saints, it's like, oh my gosh, they just everybody like just wants to. You know, you know how they love the Saints here. They love their Saints. They're like, we're going to win. I'm like, for sure we're going to win. They're like, all right, I'll come find you if we don't. <laughs> like, all right. They'll try. They'll yeah. try. <laughs> so you've been hanging out with Marcus, going around town. What's your favorite restaurant or meal? Well, uh, my favorite restaurant right now, just because uh, I have I live in Florida right now, and there's one in Florida. There's a Houston's next to my house, and the Houston's here is really good. So I'm – Trying to cut it down to once a week, but I go there a lot. <laughs> After the games, I'll go there and get a, uh, a good burger. They got some nice ribs there, so uh, I'm eating a lot of Houston's. I last year when I was living at the hotel, I ate Dragos way too much, <laughs> way too much. So I'm staying away from there this year. And so much of those oysters and yeah. and yet it's here every Friday. It's here every Friday. And I, run, I run away from it. So uh, and that gumbo from Dragos, I ate it way too much. So like, if I have family in town, I'll take them there. Yeah. I kind of treat myself, but right now I'm staying away from that. There are a lot of other places you need yep. to continue branch out. 100%. I got to. Yeah. With the free time that you said that you can have because you're not in school anymore, what else do you like to do if you're not studying or, or prepping for a football? Like in the off season? Or, yeah. I mean, yeah. your other hobbies. Uh, I golf a lot. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, just, I saw that. Yeah. yeah. Were, you checked in, were you checked into the Ryder Cup? I don't really watch golf that often because they make it look too easy. Like, okay, you know, it okay. gets me mad. How it, yeah, it was not good to watch for for America anyway. So yeah, yeah I so heard. We'll yeah. <laughs> Those pros make it look way too easy, and it's not that easy. It's way harder than they make it look. But I, I golf a lot. Me and May golf a lot in Florida. Uh, have a couple buddies that we play almost every day after we work out really early. Then we go play. We're done by like two o'clock, so it don't get too hot. But um. Uh, I I fish a lot. Deep, we deep sea fish, so I do a lot of stuff outside. But that's really it. I just golf and fish and golf and fish and just repeat and train and golf and then fish. Just keep doing that. Yeah, it doesn't sound bad. It's, it's not bad at all. It's pretty fun. <laughs> you, you cook what you catch. Oh yeah, for oh, sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What we allow when it's in season. Yeah, we cook for sure. What we catch. Um, a couple of my buddies, uh, former teammates, they got boats, so we'll go out on the east side and go out on the west side and. We'll catch, you know, some snapper or all this stuff and bring it home, and we'll be good for a couple of days and go back out and do the same. Did you know Marcus May before you got here? I did not. No, okay. I didn't. So that's just your buddy? Yeah, it's my buddy. Yeah, yeah, He's, you know, May shows me the ropes around. Uh, he's a Florida guy, so we hang out a lot mm-hmm. in the off season. So, Who do you sit next to in the locker room? Um, Lonnie. I sit next to Lonnie. And then uh, the other one is an offensive lineman we just got. Irving. Yeah, he played Irving. in Kansas City. I remember that. Okay. Yeah, right. Lonnie's my next-door neighbor. He shows yeah. me a, a new picture of his son every single day, and that kid is literally six months, but he looks like he's two. He's getting bigger and bigger every day. He's huge. You got to watch out. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Tell, I told him you got to be careful. 
We're going to have a football player. Oh, yeah, for sure. Offensive tackle coming. Yeah. Well, I appreciate the time. Anything else? No, we're good. All good. It's been really great getting to know you a little bit better and chatting with you. Looking forward to this game, and I know it's going to be a fun one for you, so enjoy it. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate Ike joining us on the podcast today. Make sure you tune in to the Saints pre and post game show on NewOrleansSaints.com or at Saints on Twitter slash X, whatever you call it. It'll be on at 11.15 on Sunday morning. And then right after the game is over, we'll be there with post-game sound. We'll hear from head coach Dennis Allen, players, myself, and linebacker, former linebacker here at the Saints, Scott Shanley. Thanks so much for listening today. Have a great weekend and go Saints. Thanks for listening to the New Orleans Saints podcast. Join us three times per week on NewOrleansSaints.com, the Saints mobile app, or you can download the podcast on iTunes. We'll see you next time right here on the New Orleans Saints podcast.